All right. So on this next one here, I want to talk about more uh, God's love and to really expand more upon that. Since before I was able to talk about what love is, how it's constant action and devotion, and uh, it, it really has a stronger impact if you replace the word love with all of those deeper meanings. Like, for example, when God always told me that he loved me, like, God loves you, Heavenly Father loves you, your family loves you. Like, it's just so easy for that to go in one year and out the other. At least it was for me. And so when God expanded it more upon what, when he, what he meant when he said, I love you, he kind of changed it around to say, Mark, I am devoted to you. I always want you to be happy. I want to support you. I don't want you to beat yourself up. I want you to get up and keep going. I want you to believe in yourself. I believe in you, Mark. I believe in you. I want you to be successful in life. I want you to be able to have a good job. I want you, your uh, investments to succeed. I want them to do well. I want you to have a, a good family. I want you to be a good husband and father because I know that will bring you much joy. I want you to have joy, son. I want you to understand. I support you all the time, son. I, I build you up constantly. I always believe in you, even when you don't believe in yourself. I've always been patient with you. I'm always long-suffering with you. I never look for chances to condemn you or put you down, but I always look for chances to bless you and to lift you up. I understand you. I understand why it's so hard for you. I understand the feelings. I understand the pain of the trauma. I understand you perfectly. I understand your struggle. Like, I want you to have good confidence. I want you to have high self-esteem. I wanted you to go out there and to date other ladies and to help build you up and to help you see your value. I want you to see your gifts. I want you to see how you matter so much. I want to know more about your passions and your interests. Whatever you're interested, Mark, whatever you're interested in, son, I'm interested in. If it's important to you, it's important to me. I want your dreams to come true. I want to help you and to make sure your dreams come true. So when God started telling me all of that long list of, instead of saying he loved me, he expanded upon it like crazy like that. It really broke me like into tears in a good way. I had some wonderful scriptures that also uh, put in some good words how much God loves us. And Third Nephi chapter 22, verses 11 through 12. O thou afflicted, tossed with tempest and not comforted. Behold, I will lay thy stones with fair colors and lay thy foundations with sapphires. And I will make thy windows of a gates, and thy gates of carbuncle, of, and thy gates of carbuncles, and all thy borders of pleasant stones. And this is, this is actually Isaiah, you can compare this to Isaiah 54, but even though God's like talking to like house of Israel, he is still talking to us individually. Because God will never love one person above another. He always loves us the same, whether it's one person or an infinite amount of people. So you really can take this personal. But it's, it's right. God's telling me, oh, Mark, you're tossed around and you're not comforted. Like, I love you. I will build you up. I will lay your foundation with sapphires. He's talking about these beautiful, gorgeous stones. And uh, gates of carbuncles. And carbuncles are really beautiful red stones. Like, and... Uh, and he talks about all thy borders of pleasant stones. Like, hey, I will build you up, he says. 
I will love you and build you up. Let me comfort you. Let me love you. And then it's it's hard because, you know, we might be the poor in spirit where we don't feel like we're that spiritual. We're not, you know, that strong spiritually because, you know, and I say we, I mean, I as well. I mean, I, I, I'm trying to speak for myself more, but it's like, yeah, it's like, well, you don't want me like I'm, you know, I'm addicted to porn. I'm addicted to uh you know, mostly cutting myself, putting myself down. You don't want anything to do with me. But I learned this from Jeffrey R. Holland today, where he talked about in third in third Nephi, where Jesus said, Blessed are they they blessed are the poor in spirit who come unto me, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. I finally understood what he meant by poor in spirit. Yeah, the people who are weak in spirituality who who haven't done much work to get to know God, who have just lived in the world of sin for so forever, so long. Like God is calling, calling the poor in spirit. He's calling me out, calling you out. Like, come, come, let me love you. Don't let me go down that long list what he means by love you. I remember I met somebody uh, not too long ago where he was really struggling with social anxiety he shook a lot when he was in a public setting because it was in a church. I was visiting somebody at church, and he was just really having a hard time with just the way he was just constantly in anxiety hell. And uh, and he was a nice guy, and I met him and shook his hand, just just talked to him a little bit. But my friend, um, I mean, I found out later that he his, he was born out of rape. Like his his dad, his biological father was a rapist, and I was just thinking wow that's that's rough but i also felt so much love for the guy even before i found that out and i knew that was love from god that you know it might be hard for him to accept or society to accept someone like that but i mean someone who's born in that circumstance but to god he was so important and he didn't god didn't love me any more than him and God let me know all he needs is some coaching. All he needs is just a little support. And I, I know God wants to show him how much he matters and how important he is. He was only in my life for the very, just that one brief moment. But I really do think he was in my life to teach me that important lesson that God loves us all. Because I experienced the love of God for that man. So, the, you know, if, so if you're struggling with drug addiction or porn, or even incest, if you've done incest, or molestation, whatever, and, you know, you, you or you're committing adultery, you, you know, you're dealing with same-sex attraction, or biosexuality, or whatever you're dealing with, it's like, no matter who you are, God wants to love you, and he doesn't want to put you down, he wants to build you up, and he wants to go down that huge laundry list, laundry list for everybody, it doesn't mean when he says love, though, it doesn't mean like he's not going to hold you accountable for your actions like because or, or chastise you for your actions because there is still joy in chastisement. I personally experienced that where I know I made some mistakes on purpose and uh, and I was like feeling the burn of chastisement for like a couple years afterwards. And I was uh, really grateful for it because I also knew I knew better and the fact that I was going through such chastisement it made me feel good that God was helping me make sure that I didn't do those same mistakes again. And it doesn't mean like you're just because he loves us doesn't mean you're, yeah, you get to skip out on 
on doing what you can to repent. Absolutely not. Because that's part of love that God loves has for us is that he has boundaries and he is going to make sure we do everything we can on our part to make what we've done, you know, make it right. Uh, or in other cases where you're just struggling to to find some value because of all the abuse you endured, uh, whether from your parents or in that case, the guy, his own biological father was a rapist, you know, things like that. It's like, it's, uh, if you feel devalued because of where you came from or what happened to you or the way you were treated growing up, it's like, I mean, I mean, yeah, that's not about being accountable for your actions, but that's still, um, that's still something that God wants to undo. God wants to undo all that abuse. He wants to rewire your brain. He wants to build you up. He wants to affirm you. He wants to heal you from your grief. He wants to heal you from all that horrible grief. And then that way you'll experience so much joy and so much freedom afterwards. Because it's easy when you're, when you're dealing with all of that um, deprecation and stuff where you're just feeling so devalued that you don't deserve love because of the abuse you endured or what you experienced in life and uh and if you if you look at first nephi chapter 21 verses 14 through 16 he says but behold zion hath said and when you say zion you can say you know your name and i'll do it just now behold mark hath said the lord hath forsaken me and my lord hath forgotten me but he will show that he hath not for can a woman forget her second child that she should have that she should not have compassion on the son of her womb? Yea, they may forget, yet I will not forget thee, O house of Israel, or in other words, Mark Twining. Behold, I have graven thee upon the palms of my hands. Thy walls are continually before me. Like Jesus loves he loves you. Like he's thinking about you all the time. And he's devoted to helping you be happy. He's devoted to helping you heal. He is devoted to helping you see your value and your how much you matter to him. He is devoted because he loves you. He loves me. And I actually had one one vision that changed my life. When I say vision, this is something I imagined. And, and Mosiah chapter 14, uh, verse 10. And uh, this is uh, Abednego quoting the words of Isaiah. Where he goes, yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him. He hath put him to grief. When thou shalt make his soul an offering for sin, he shall see his seed. He shall prolong his days, and the pleasure of the Lord shall prosper in his hand. So it took me a while to figure out when he said it pleased the Lord to bruise him. When he said him, he's talking about Jesus Christ. But Jesus Christ also referred to as the Lord. But I understand that when he says it pleased the Lord, he's actually talking about God, the Eternal Father. So yet it pleased Heavenly Father to bruise Jesus Christ is the way I interpreted that. And that really just threw me aback. Like, why would it please Heavenly Father to bruise his son, Jesus Christ? Um, and then I had this scene in my head where uh, Heavenly Father, after Jesus was resurrected, he came back to visit the Father. Heavenly Father ran up and hugged Jesus and he hugged him and he, he thanked him. And he said, thank you, son. Thank you. Now Mark has hope. Now Mark has a way to come home. Now Mark has ability to be forgiven, to undo his past mistakes. And Jesus rejoiced with Heavenly Father that he did finish the bitter cup for my sake. 
And it's like, how could anybody love anybody so much? Can anyone be that devoted to love me throughout time and space? And that's why Heavenly Father says that's because I'm God. Time and space don't apply to me, son. <laughs> and if you look at the Beatitudes by Jesus Christ, all of those Beatitudes have are all examples of how God just constantly loves us. Like, blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. And meek is another word for being teachable. So blessed are the teachable, for they shall inherit everything. And I realized that God, as I try to be more teachable and let God teach me things, it wasn't just like about the money and making sure that you have things to provide for your family. It was like, oh, I'm talking about having a blissful marriage. I'm talking about having a great relationship with your wife and your son. I'm talking about having a great relationship with your siblings and your friends. Like I'm I'm talking about having great work ethic and enjoying work where people love to be around you at work. I'm talking about you learning how to uh, count your blessings and to realize that good and bad things happen to you and they happen to everyone. And so that way when bad things do happen, you have the skill set to also focus on the good things to be happy for. And you know, blessed in the poor in spirit that come unto Jesus, which I've already just explained that a little bit. And then there's, you know, blessed are they that mourn, for they shall be comforted. So the people who mourn their grief, Jesus will comfort you. Whether you believe in him or not, he's going to comfort you. You're going to get healing if you properly grieve. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. Goes back to us saying, hey, you know, we can't choose who we forgive. Only Jesus can because he's the one who he's the one who literally suffered infinite sacrifice for everybody and literally suffered hell for everybody so he is the only one who gets to gets to choose to forgive or not not us we're not the ones who went through the garden of gethsemane we're not the ones who were crucified on top of that but that, that's also another way of loving us because jesus wants to give us mercy and so he wants us to be merciful to other people so he can forgive us just love love all this constant action all of this choosing to follow jesus christ is the constant action of god teaching you to be happy teaching you to be more into godliness because godliness is so much better than the natural man and that's why they say repentance is a gift it's actually the process of choosing godliness over the natural man and so you're able to experience more joy and bliss like jesus does and how Jesus was able to say, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. That Jesus was able to have that constant comfort of the Holy Ghost with him and Heavenly Father with him all the time. And that constant assurance that no matter what, Jesus was always loved by infinite love by Heavenly Father. That no matter what they did to him, he would always stay the Son of God. He would always be beloved of the Father. Just that constant assurance alone is so freeing. I testify that Jesus Christ loves you and he does want to help us all even the people who have done the horrible sins even the people who have done some really horrible things he still loves us I have felt that love for those people I have felt and experienced it I have tested Jesus loving me and I have been blown away by his answers to my prayers I really hope anyone who's listening to this really can experience the love of God without judgment of yourself. And I hope and pray for this in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen.